it's not about being liked. It's about standing for something and allowing those people to follow you. Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, Episode 620. The Positive Productivity Podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton. And today I am so excited about our guest, but before I introduce her, I want to tell you why I am so excited. You may have noticed if you've been listening for a while that I have transitioned. Let me try that again. Positive productivity is not about perfection. I have transitioned from having solo episodes here on the podcast to actually taking those to YouTube. And so now every episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast is with a guest. And if you didn't already subscribe over on YouTube, you know, you should go do it. But our guest today is Carrie Murphy, who has had 30 years, over 30 years of on-camera experience and has had over 20 years as an entrepreneur. And she's the CEO and founder of Inspired Living. And I feel like I'm rambling on here, but it's so important to be authentic authentic and confident in everything that we do and how we put ourselves out there. And Carrie, that's why I'm so excited to talk to you. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here and to share as much as I can, because I really feel, Kim, that the only way to really step into an influencer role or someone who is motivating and changing lives in any capacity, it can be one-to-one, it doesn't have to be millions, is our ability to truly embrace who we are and be authentic in our voice and our brand. So Mm. very excited to be here and share with you. I need to share with you because I would love your perspective. I'm in in a Facebook group and this weekend I was sharing a strategy that's working for me. And somebody in the group actually got pretty nasty. And and I like to keep things really civil. I don't do drama. That's just a household <laughs> and a business policy. Okay. I hear you. So, yeah. so they kept on coming back and we're like, well, no one's going to subscribe. Like, um, it's out of integrity. And they actually said I had an ego that I was, um, I I don't want to dig into all the dirt, but just kept on flaunting the numbers. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if we're building our business with confidence and integrity and authenticity, then we don't have the need to flaunt the numbers. Like you Mm -hmm. won't hear me talk about my numbers. I mean, that to me, that's like talking about my bra size. Nobody. I was going to say your underwear. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Nobody needs to know that. And the, the funny thing was, is that the person kept on spitting out their numbers. And when I went, because I would, I, I was a little bit rubbed the wrong way. I went and looked and the numbers were not at all what right. the person was talking about. Was funny, like, funny, inflated uh, numbers. That's crazy. Yeah. By like, <laughs> by like 10,000. Yeah. Uh, I, I, by 10,000%. I mean, like they were saying that it's an audience of like 95,000 and it was like 9,000. So that's not 10,000%. Forgive right. me, mathematicians. That's not my strong point. But that's what I've noticed is that people who are concerned about building their business the right way don't feel the need. And that's quote right way to me. Don't feel the need to flaunt. 
Yes. And I, I agree with you. I think that as you're growing your business, because right now there are so many people that are like, Hey, you know, do a launch and do six figures in two minutes. You know, it's like everything is about numbers, especially with social the way it is right now, Kim. And we could talk about like video and, and how it actually relates to all of that. I feel like when you get to a certain level, when, when you can just I think numbers can be a positioning piece. And I think that if you're looking for scalability, you're looking for brand partners, you're looking for a publisher, an agent, numbers are important. Um, and some people, the analytic learners, want numbers to validate your experience and your value. Now, but I am with you. I never talk about, hey, I have a seven-figure business or this is what I'm doing because that's if someone asks me, I'm happy to share that, but that's not, that is not the door opener to my brand. But I feel like for men, especially their value is in the numbers, right? Where as women, we find value in other things like emotional connection and community and support. So, and, and I find too, that especially on social, since we're talking about video and we're talking about being seen there, you really have to just be committed to, to ruffling some feathers and not letting it ruffle you. You know, Mm -hmm. if you're going to put yourself out there, there are going to be people who don't agree. And as Dr. Seuss says, it's none of your business what other people think about you. And and the haters and the trolls out there are most often the people that are are inflating results, Mm -hmm. that are, you know, the ones out there tooting their own horn and, and having to cause some sort of drama in order to get some sort of recognition. And for those people, I say, God bless you, move on, you know, (laughs) not not my tribe. And I think that that's where it's really important as we are committed to grow and scale our our businesses, um, is that we really know who we're talking to, and we know who we're not. Oh, I love that. Because when I started this, I thought every, I, I thought I needed to make everybody like me. So. Right. Well, that I think we're grown up, especially as little girls, like be nice, be pretty, be polite, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I think women, especially because we work with 90% women, there is this insatiable inherent need to be liked. And I tell my clients, gosh, when you move away from that, and I don't care who you are, we all want to be liked. No one, no one feels good when someone is, you know, throwing trash their way or, or, you know, saying negative things. But there, there's this beautiful thing that happens, I think, as we evolve as humans, and we evolve in our, in our message that we begin to care less. And I will say from a video perspective, that the more committed you are to your message, and the more you know thyself, like really know who you are, then you become less bothered. And I don't know if it's because, you know, I was a single mom, I've gone through hell in my business and back, I've lost it all, I've made it all, I really don't care. And I still care, you know, but, but I'm really more committed to showing up. And if someone doesn't like it, then you're not my person. And I think we have to get to that place in our message. That again, going back to we know who we're talking to, we know who we don't. And it's okay. If you think about people who are really making a change, really making movement in any category, um, they are disruptors. Not everyone likes them. I mean, we could just look at our, you know, political world right now. It, it's not about being liked. It's about standing for something and allowing those people to follow you, mm-hmm. you know. Absolutely. You could tell, I, I could get on a soapbox about that because I think it's what keeps us from showing up. And it is the one thing that we need more of. We don't want vanilla. Like I loved it when we were doing our little pre-chat, how you were saying when you started the podcast, you just felt this need to be perfect. And I can't tell you, Kim, I mean, we work with thousands of people this is a common thread in all of us. Like we all see the social, we all see these perfect images and these perfectly curated posts. And we think I need to be that. And 
and it's so counterintuitive to what a brand is. Like people don't relate to perfect. And the more you try to be perfect, the less people see themselves in you. And you build a, ba- a brand through people seeing themselves in you and, and having some relatability. So again, I think you're so great. Even the beginning, you're like, it's not about perfection. It's not about, and for you to move through that, I mean, you've done over what, over 600 episodes here. It's really amazing. And I, I want more people to hear that, that at the end of the day, you showing up and yes, I can teach you structure. I can teach you ways to be more confident. I can teach you all of that, but for you to just get out of your own way and stop trying to be this thing that is truly not attainable and not for the best of you and your business. Mm. I love every single bit of that. I have to share with you my early episodes, the ones that I edited, because my first podcast editor let me go shortly after I started. His workload was just too much already. And I really appreciate that. Sometimes we don't do, okay, way too many times I have done that. I have not let things go because I was committed to the money and then I ended up losing a lot because I couldn't give the quality that I wanted to. So anyway... So he let me go and I ended up editing some of my own and I was editing out all the ums, likes, you knows, like the extra, (laughs) the extra empty space or I so thought it was extra empty space. And all of a sudden it sounded like we didn't breathe. Yes. It sounded like the whole episode wasn't fast forward and I didn't realize it until, you know, listening back now, there's another, you know, I would so lose competitions at Toastmasters. (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, I don't subscribe to Toastmasters. Um, yeah, neither do I because I, I just want to be authentic when I go out and speak. And the number of likes and you knows is not going to impact if people get me it or not. I sent out an email last week or the week before and I shared how, and this was, I think, last summer or the summer before I, I was having, and I'm just going to say the word that I sent out to my list. I was having a really shitty day. And listeners, you know, I don't cuss a lot, but I was having a really shitty day. I had to ironically go get toilet paper at the store on my way to get the day, to get the kids from daycare. And I got this Facebook message from somebody who said that she had been marathon listening to the podcast and she wanted to thank me. Mm-hmm. And I shared with the list that all of a sudden my, ironically, my shitty day went away in the toilet paper aisle. <laughs> and I got this response back from somebody that said, you need to hire a new copywriter. This email was not at all professional. And I just sat here thinking, okay, you know, I said, I wrote her back, said, thank you. I do all my own copywriting. And usually the feedback that I get is, we love it. Thank you for being transparent and authentic in you. So I'm not, I'm not firing my copywriter. My copywriter is me. Mm-hmm. At least not yet. Unless, yeah. until I get somebody who can talk like me. <laughs> Yeah. And I think that, you know, again, there's always going to be people that don't resonate. And I think that that's okay. I think that, you know, this, this need to be perfect and show up that every day is rainbows and lollipops is, is not real. It's not attainable. And I think, especially as us working moms who are growing businesses and impacting lives, I think people want to know that not every day is perfect and that, 
And that, you know, you had, it's so funny, Kim, because in one day you had someone give you all this praise, right? And it totally changed over. And then the next day you have someone giving you, you know, criticism. And I think that we have to remember the praise and try as much as we can to let go. And yet, what do we focus on? You know, and I, I want to go back to something that we haven't really talked about yet, but I think is, is really important that when you are editing your podcast, you are taking out all the personality traits that make you uniquely you, right? The, the, you knows, the, ums, and right. I will say when I, when I speak, I, I hear different things and I will make a conscious effort to self-correct if I'm saying something too much, but there's, there's this relatability factor that comes in the bloopers. There's, especially on video too, this isn't just about podcasts, that for for two years when I owned a talent agency, uh, which I did for five years, I purchased a talent agency I went through as a little girl and we represented over 500 talent and you know, signed a licensing agreement with Wilhelmina, one of the largest agencies in the world. And here I am thinking this is what I'm going to do the rest of my life. And then the recession hit and I lost everything. But here's what was so amazing about that is that for two years, for every every week I did, um, I showed up at this uh, little office building and we shot videos for a golf tea time website. Now I was not a golfer. (laughs) They hired me as their spokesperson. And I'm like, to get great at anything, we need to practice it. So I would go into this little shoebox of a room with a green screen and a director and an editor and shoot videos. And I remember how painful it was in the beginning. I was not great on prompter, you know, and what took me eight hours ended up taking me two hours, you know, in six months. And, and that my, my personality really started coming through because I got so comfortable with it. And my first national hosting job, which was with the Golf Channel, actually found my blooper reels on YouTube. They did not find my professional reels and think they were so amazing. They saw my blooper reels and asked me to come and audition for a new show they were doing. And they actually hired me to host this show. Again, no golf experience, no reality TV experience. They literally hired me off my bloopers. I think this is so profound because... People do not connect with perfection. They want your personality. They want your chemisms. They want those things that people relate to. And it's so important with video and branding that you show that or else people may or may not admire you. You might come across as really dry. You might come across as stuffy. You might come across as a know-it-all. You might come across as perfect and people might admire that, but they'll never choose you as their mentor or their coach or their service provider. You know, people want relatability. And I just think that's such a great lesson going off of what you were talking about with editing. So it's all perfect. It's like, breathe, you know, on video, you're not talking, you're not talking at someone, you're not spewing, spewing content on them. You are having a dialogue. And I think Mm -hmm. it's really important, like a podcast, you hear me, I hear you, there's an energy there on camera, you have to feel that same energy, you have to think about who you're talking to in your mind's eye, you have to pause, you have to allow someone to think, you have to give space, because if you're just ranting or talking at someone, they don't have time to process or breathe it in or make an educated decision to take a next step with you. So I know I'm giving a lot of information right now, but I just want to make sure that people really understand the importance of what does what does authentic mean on camera? It means you're talking like you're having a conversation and you understand it's a dialogue with one person. You're not trying to reach millions. You reach millions by reaching one, really, you know, getting into the heartstring of someone watching and having them share it, having them say, oh my God, 
what she just said was amazing. You have to hear this. It really touched my heart. You know, it's not, oh my God, they're so perfect and make so much money. I need to share this with someone else. Oh my gosh. I absolutely love all of that. And what's funny about that is that I don't say that in real life. Like that's one of those things that I've caught myself saying on the podcast. Oh my gosh. I really love all of that because I really (laughs) do love all of that though. (laughs) Just maybe a month and a half ago, I was trying to record a video for a landing page and I sat here at my desk for probably 15 minutes and I kept on stopping and it kept on stopping it. Finally, I just let it roll one time through and just recorded the whole thing. At the end, what I had was a great three minute blooper reel and no, (laughs) no video for my landing page. To this day, I have not gotten back to recording like the real video. Oh, life of Kim. (laughs) (laughs) Kim, I know someone that can help you with that, by the way. Kindergarten Um, starts next week. (laughs) (laughs) And and I think with our videos, we have to understand that there is there is a content arch that, you know, if you just try to wing it and I am I'm I'm a quick start. I really think on my feet. I think it's what makes me a good host. But if you're too memorized then you're not authentic. And if you're, if you're too unstructured, then no one knows how to follow you and you don't know how to follow you. So we teach a model where it's a four step bullet pointing formula for content creation. You don't have to memorize it, but that opt-in video, your sales videos, I actually teach that there's five types of videos that you use in business. Um, all of them use the same structure. And so it's like, it's like a structure without a script. Because I think unless you're a trained actress or actor or performer, like you can't be memorized and be authentic. Would you mind sharing those? I would not. I would be more than happy to. The five types of videos? No, actually the four. The format, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the first thing we need to do is meet meet the one person where they're at. Mm-hmm. So the biggest mistake I see with people um, on camera is that they open it all about them. Now, there are times that you want to open with a personal story that gets people connected that can absolutely work. But I find more times than not, um, you have five to eight seconds to keep someone's attention when they press play, if they're listening to it, because now we just read the closed captioning. Um, It really needs to connect with them. So I'm going to give you a quick example. Is that cool? Yes, please. I was actually shuffling on my desk for a piece of paper to take notes. <laughs> okay, perfect. So, this is actually a great time for everyone to take notes unless you're driving. Please don't take notes. Just listen to this podcast later. Um, so, for example, you might start a video with, um, hi, I'm Carrie Murphy, CEO and founder of Inspired Living. And for the last 30 years, I have been on camera as a national host and someone who's really loved to develop talent and teach people how to show up more powerfully in their business. Okay, that's one way to start a video. Another way to start would be to start with where people are meeting me. I know that you have an important message to share. And yet when you try to put yourself out there, you're overcome with fear of judgment. Maybe you're experiencing some trolls online. You don't know what to say. You get flustered. You feel like at the end of your video, you have a great blooper reel, but no content. If that is you today, I am so excited to share with you my strategy on how to really create amazing videos that allow you to stay connected to your heart and yet share a message that connects and converts. Hi, I'm Carrie. 
right? I started with the why. I started with the pain point. I started with why people would would even want to watch this video and what's in it for them when they watch. That, my friend, is your million-dollar takeaway. That's what I teach in my $6,000 training that you just got for free. It, It will shift everything in how you speak because no one cares about you until they know you care about them and you understand where they're at when they show up. Now, again, there are different types of videos, but I always start with the why. Even if it's a personal story, I bring it right back to them and why they should care. I totally, I I can see that. I mean, the first one, when you started with you, if I didn't know you, I would have been, I would have just scrolled. Right. Like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The second one, you got me right away. I mean, you were totally speaking to me. I was talking to you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that that's the key is really knowing who you're talking to, understanding their challenges around what it is, excuse me, that you teach, um, what's possible for them when they learn something different. Um, and, and, and again, being relatable, like, yes, I've been on camera for 30 years and yes, I still struggle with, you know, Am I, am I providing relevant, um, relevant content? Am I making the difference I want to make? Am I showing up in a way that people connect with? Am I, am I, you know, pretty enough? Is my eye too big or too small? I mean, we all have the inner critic. I don't care if you have a heartbeat, you have an inner critic. Um, but you just have to learn to embrace that. So that, that is the, the beginning as you start with the why. And then you want to go into the what what you're going to cover. Now, the why is why they're there and why you, a short positioning piece for yourself. You don't need to go on and on and on about your story at this point. You can bring that in at a later time. Um, And again, your story is important. You hear so much about story and branding, and it is important because it makes you relatable. So I would do some sort of relatability piece in the front of the video so people get that you really understand it. So you, you address their pain, you understand it, and this is why now you're the person that that can share some really great content or tips around it. And then from there, you're going to talk about what you're going to cover in this video. So in this video, again, people want instant results. So you have to give them what they're in store for. It's like a teaser before you go into the show that you watch every week, right? There's the what you've missed, right? What you can expect in this episode. You know, coming up next, you see when you watch a show, they preview what's coming next. So you don't leave, you don't go and, you know, run to the kitchen and never come back. Same thing important for your video. Tell them what they're going to learn. In this video, I'm going to share with you my top three strategies on how to create amazing, authentic content that actually connects and converts with your ideal viewer online. Okay, great. I'm in. I get it. And now you're going to go into the content. Now, here, my friend Kim and all you listeners, this is where we fire hose people. This is where we take a very simple thing and make it complicated or we try to overshare. You know so much more than you think. And something that is a simple tip for you is is a whole hour lesson for someone else. So really, and I don't even like to use the word dumb it down, but make it simple, bring it back. Like, you know, for example, let's say you're going to talk about how to build a website. I mean, good Lord, that could be a five-part video series. That's not something you're going to want to share in one video. Does that make sense? You actually had me thinking about a video I recorded yesterday. Okay. Yeah. See, so you want to make it really simple. No more than three tips. Usually no more than three bullet points, right? Make it, make it simple for whoever it is to digest and implement. Now in an interview, it's a totally different thing. These are what I call, this video is what I call our content videos, our product videos. Maybe you put out a weekly blog post or you're doing Facebook lives. This is a great structure for that. 
So you have your why, why you, what you're going to cover. And then it's the how, right? The how is the content. And I would say no more than three bits of information. I think that's plenty. Sometimes you only need one. Sometimes people get five, no more than five ever. But I would say three is a beautiful number, the law of thirds. And that is the how that is the actual like learning content space. Um, and then the last section of the video is the what if you're really helping them step into possibility. So Kim, I started my intro with you have a message, you get overwhelmed. I would end it with, okay, I just taught you my three tips. I hope you're excited. You're ready to implement. I just want you to imagine for a minute how amazing you would feel if every time you press record, you actually knew what you were going to say. You felt truly authentic. You felt connected. You were excited. You weren't worried about your ums or you knows, and you could just show up powerfully as you, and you were making the difference you know you're here on this earth to make, right? If that sounds amazing to you, then please like, do not, do not stop here, right? Download my free PDF, join my list, you know, get my opt-in, schedule a call, comment. You just want one strong call to action. One, a confused mind never buys. Mm. So do not ask them to do more than one thing. But I cannot tell you, Kim, how many of my clients have implemented this in Facebook Lives and went from zero sales to 30 grand a month because they were asking people to take action. If you don't ask, people will not do. I am in love with this. And I have... I have to expand a little bit more as to why, just to give you and the listeners a little bit of context. I've been going through a YouTube training. I think it's a great training, but the what, what's being taught is how to create how-to videos. And sometimes those bore the heck out of me. Like I want to give <laughs> how-to, but I want it to be more personable. Mm-hmm. And like the video that I created yesterday was how to gather leads from a 404 page. Mm. For listeners who don't know what a 404 page is, that's for that's the page that people wind up on when they have typos or when you accidentally right, give out the wrong link. link. Yeah. Right. And usually what we wind up on is a oops, you got you reached your bad link. But what I discovered was an awesome plugin that will allow you to customize your 404 page and then I I have opt-ins every day. I mean, I have fat fingers. I, I do not like using my <laughs> smartphone because I always wind up where I don't want to go. But it would be so awesome if when I wind up on that 404 page that I have options. So cool. You know? I did not even know that was an option. I love it. See, oh. I'm learning something too. Yeah. So I showed this and I think that is a video that I will leave because a lot of people don't know about it. But I don't want to just have a whole series of how-tos. I want to have the connection you know, and the the talk, the why, the what, the how, and then the what if, just like you just said, and be speaking more from my heart rather than the technical side, even though I do technical stuff all day. That's not, that's not what fuels my fire. Right. And that is part of the five types, right? Is that you have product videos. How to is the number one search term. So I highly recommend how to videos, but we also have personality videos. We have positioning videos. We have product videos. We have proof videos, which is social proof, testimonials, people talking about how amazing you are. Your personality videos are the videos that are going to actually fuel and build your brand. They are the behind the scenes, Instagram stories, take me behind your life, show me your bloopers. The how-to is your authority building, positioning building um, content, right? And, And yet in those, they need to be fun. You know, no one wants to watch, a, you know, a step-by-step process. Yeah, right. Bueller that puts you to sleep. Like you've got to be, it's all infotainment. Everything that we do has to be entertaining and informational or else people are out. Mm-hmm. 
Hey there, my friend. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast. I wanted to take a quick moment to invite you to join the Work Smarter, Not Harder Challenge. Over the course of 30 days, these free, yes, free, short videos will teach you a few of the systems and strategies I set up in my business so I can get away from my computer and back to the people I love. I invite you to sign up now at WorkSmarterNotHarderChallenge.com. Again, you can sign up at WorkSmarterNotHarderChallenge.com. I mean, that the five-year-old outside the door screaming. <laughs> Here, here's a total transparent moment for all of you. If <laughs> The rest of my family is out cleaning the house right now because we have to have the house treated again tomorrow. If you got the newsletter a couple months ago, well, a couple months ago based on this recording date, we had to have the house treated for fleas, which sucks. Oh, man. We keep a clean house, but with this many animals, it happens, especially when they're in and out and in and out, and they have to come back again tomorrow. I mean, and that's one of the things that I would have normally, like, shared or kept secret from everybody. I don't want people to judge me, you know. I don't want them to think that we're dirty or anything. We're not. We're dealing with nature. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Just that little bit of connecting. How do you operate your business when you have these random moments of insanity come up? I mean, I'm supposed to have a client call, a first kickoff client call tomorrow morning in the middle of this flea treatment. (laughs) (laughs) I think that too, there's a balance because a lot of people ask me, Carrie, what's the difference between authenticity and transparency? Uh, To me, authenticity is how you show up. Transparency is how much you show up, like how much you share. And I think at the end of the day, You know, do we need to share everything? No. I mean, I think we share things that are relevant to our audience that people Mm -hmm. care about. Like, I don't post what I eat every day. No one cares. If I was a fitness expert, they absolutely would. You know, so you have to, you have to know, like, why am I sharing this? Am I sharing it just to share it because I want to be quote transparent and authentic? Or am I sharing it because I feel like it's going to really serve my audience and help someone see something that maybe they didn't see before, or, you know, become across, come across more relatable or whatever it is. And I think that's a line that each and every one of us gets to draw in the sand. And because I have a lot of people that are really fearful of sharing too much. I'm like, if it's, if it's relevant to your brand and your message, you know, like when Ariana Huffington was talking about how she collapsed on her desk and, you know, she, you know, was suffering from lack of sleep and insomnia and working too hard. And then she wrote like everything in her business shifted to self-care. Like she, she went from this amazing woman who started the Huffington Post to someone who was really relatable. And now that is her, her overarching message. I think it's important that we look at what we share and when and why it benefits the audience. I can't even imagine how scary that was for her to right? share that for the first time. Yeah. And she's so beautiful. Like mm-hmm. she's such an amazing woman. Um, and I just love what she's doing, but she had to figure out, you know, why should I share this? Why is it important that I share this? Um, and instead of being embarrassed about it or whatever shame that we all feel with certain things, it's like, how is this going to serve my community and my message to the greater good? She echoes in my head, by the way. Like I hear her tell me every single night, you really need to get a phone bed. Tuck your phone in <laughs> in the kitchen every night. Stop yeah. taking it into bed with you. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I want to let the listeners know that everything, I mean, Carrie, everything that you just said about the why, what, how, what if, this is something that I recently implemented on my LinkedIn profile because mm-hmm. so many of us have been guilty or maybe still are guilty of 
talking more about us than talking to our prospective clients on LinkedIn. On and everywhere, Kim. Everywhere. Our website, our email, like everything should be focused on the one person. Mm. The moment I shifted my profile, by the way, instant results started coming in. Mm, so good. Just asking people, what would it mean to you, you know, if you weren't slaving away 24, 22 to 24 hours a day to build your business, but instead had some automation set up? That's mm-hmm. not how I started, but, you know, addressing their pain points first and then gradually working into everything else. And previously I was highlighting where I went to school and it wasn't even for a relevant degree, you know, or industry. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Right. Not my clients. Not my clients. Yeah. What are you most excited about in the next 90 days? Mm, um, I am very excited about our uh, video mastery event that is coming up. It's a workshop where we bring entrepreneurs together to really understand how to be on camera and leverage video. Um, it is so important. Eight out of 10 views online or video. And people are 67% more likely to buy a product or service after watching a video. So there's no more maybe about it. And I just love, love that two days and that experience. We're also very exciting. We're launching a makeup line. Um, for my clients, you know, my, my average demographic is probably in her, you know, a woman in her forties and she is busy. She's a mom. She's juggling all of life's, you know, crazy curves. And the last thing she has time to do is go to Sephora or watch a YouTube video on how to bake her face, um, which you should not be doing at 40. So, um, I'm just really excited. My clients have asked me for a really long time to put together an on-camera kit, a makeup kit, um, that with tutorials on, you know, how to use it. I think a lot of people will all talk, like a lot of my clients go out and buy the makeup, but then they don't know how to apply it. So I'm, it's been a passion project and idea of mine for the last four years and we're launching it. So I'm very excited about that. Okay. You have to let me know when that is coming. I will. I'm so excited. You are talking (laughs) to your, you know, one of your ideal clients right here. This is just, I mean, I know we just had the whole conversation about transparency and everything. Yeah, no, I don't have time to go to Sephora. That's a, like an hour drive over, for me. And it's and it's overwhelming. You walk in, even with the help there, and you're mm-hmm. like, holy crap, like, where do I start? It's like, you know, and so we're making it really simple. And I've, you know, I've, I've been on camera since I was 11. I have more makeup. I've had more people work on my face and I really know what works for me and I know what's going to work for you and the foundation in which you build on for amazing eyes on camera. And then by the way, I say every moment's an on-camera moment, right? Now you don't have to, you don't have to schedule on camera time. Like you have your phone and every minute you can, any minute you can go live, you can do an Instagram story. So I'm going to give you different ways to apply it. So depending on lighting and what type of videos you're shooting, you really look the very best version of you. And that's what makeup should do. You know, you shouldn't be looking like someone you're not. You shouldn't try to look like someone you're not. It should just enhance all the beautiful features that you have and diminish the ones you don't love. I, My son, when I was, so this summer has been full of mom, mom chauffeuring. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for that card to be completely full and for him to be back to school. Just need to say that. But last week he asked me in another ride to take him to Dollar General listeners it's not a dollar store it's everything is a dollar or more i i don't even know why they call it dollar general i guess it's again you know that it gets you in there yeah it doesn't <laughs> even you know anyway it doesn't even have a point here but i the one thing that drives me crazy about going on video is i get chapped lips if i'm not drinking gallons of water every day 
I always have chapped lips. So that's the thing that stands out to me. My eyebrows can be crazy, but what will stand out to me is the chapped lips. Mm. So yes, if you could have, have some something in your, in, in, in your makeup kit, possibly that won't super dry out lips like mine, that would be extremely amazing. Yeah. Another little tip for you is just to take some, some sugar and some water um, or some coconut oil actually would be amazing. And just create a little lip scrub. We don't exfoliate our lips. Mm. We exfoliate other areas. And yes, your lips become very dry. So you want to exfoliate them, but not nothing too harsh. So a little, you know, um, brown sugar, raw sugar, and some coconut oil, and just, you know, rub that into your lips. Coconut oil is really hydrating, really great for your lips. Let that sit on there for a minute. And then get a really like great like lip conditioner and actually treat your lips like you would any other place on your body that you want to moisturize and, you know, want to look good. Um, because when you put lipstick or gloss on chapped lips, right, it's it's still not pretty. So take right. care of that. And again, water is really important. We want to make sure we're drinking enough water, but you also just want to exfoliate, right? And then add moisture. You know what I heard works? Listeners, this is probably going to shock you that I even say this word on this podcast. I heard that breast cream works on your lips like for women who are breastfeeding and they get cracked yeah nipples. that makes sense yeah I, that would make sense i saw that on the one youtube video i've ever watched for makeup application <laughs> <laughs> that is funny okay good to like, know. that was genius i never yeah. even thought about that makes sense I, I haven't tried it so don't ask me listeners how that worked but <laughs> yeah well i'm super yeah let me try that again i'm super excited just from where i'm coming from to hear about everything that you're working on. So please let us know when they're released or, you know, we can talk off air to get the links. Cause I would love to include those in the show notes, which listeners, by the way, you can find at thekimsutton.com forward slash PP620. But I would love to help you get the word out. So that'd be awesome. I'd love that. Yeah. Where can listeners find you online right now? Connect, get to know more. And even if then the new products are not yet just get started working with you. There's a lot of free content we have out there from how to be more confident on camera to your B studio ready guide, what lighting and equipment you need to be confident in front of the camera at home or in your studio. And all of that is at inspiredliving.tv. And then if you, um, we have a really beautiful gift we love to give out because I know that everyone struggles with how to show up and be more confident on camera. And Kim, I can give that URL now, or you can put it in the show notes, whatever you like. Oh, but, I would love both. It will be in um, the show notes for people who are trying not to burn dinner or who <laughs> no burning dinner. Um, it's just the same URL, inspiredliving.tv forward slash free gift. And you can go download that right away. And, you know, the nice thing about my site is that you see a lot of videos, you see a lot of imperfection and a lot of resources to help you really step into your own inner genius and, and do what it is. I feel like inspired living, because people ask me all the time, why, why is it called inspired living? I feel like when you, Kim, really are confident in who you are, you have a message and a story to share that's impacting lives. You're making an incredible income because of the lives that you're touching and th what you're doing. And in return, you get to give back in some way, whether to your family or your local church or your community. I'm, I'm a firm believer in reciprocity and you get what you give. And when we work with entrepreneurs, we really help them find a model that allows them to share their message, make a difference, make money and give it back. So that is what we do. And there's a lot of great content on the site. 
That it was so beautiful. I just need to put this in there. And then I actually have a question if it comes back to my brain, but I temporarily lost it. I started 2019 by reading Spirit Driven Success by Danny Johnson. Mm. And it, um, she's specifically talking to Christians. And one thing, I mean, for women, it's hard enough sometimes to ask for what we want, but I've seen a lot of Christian entrepreneurs not think that they could charge what they're services are actually worth Uh just because they they thought it was sacrilegious but what she said is very much in sync with what you just said i mean the more we make the more we can give back so we should never be afraid to ask for what we're worth amen that i am so with you yeah it just woke me up so much and i completely forgot what my question was but if it's for you i will send it to you and (laughs) (laughs) yeah do you have a parting piece of advice? Oh, I remember what my question was. I knew it was going to come. We've people like Maria, Marie Forleo, you know, they started in one place and they are where they are now. I mean, there's, she's a great example to show what her videos look like then, what they look like now. For people who really just want to jump in and get started, would you recommend that they wait until they have the lighting and, you know, a lot of the base work set up? Because I've heard, you know, it takes, you have seven seconds to make a first impression. So do we want to wait until we can make it a little bit better? Or do you encourage people to just jump in? Oh, such a good question. And I, I think it's a little bit of both, right? The last thing you want to do is show up on camera with horrible lighting, no, you know, bad sound, because if if you do in, it also goes back to like, how you see your brand and how you see your position within the brand. So, you know, we work a lot with our clients on that first, but if you want to come across as an influencer, as an authority, as someone who, you know, has a a greater reach, you, you need to show up as if, right? So yes, go invest in some good lighting, you know, get a, get a good camera, invest in some sound. Then the wonderful thing is, is that, oh my God, I had to audition to be on camera growing up. Now anyone has, you know, accessibility and what used to cost so much now does not cost much at all. So, you know, we don't have this barrier to entry anymore. And I do think that it is important that you have some basics just to show up. So you don't look like, you know, um, an amateur and, and, I think it's important to just get started. I think it's important for you to get on Facebook, get a little LED light, do a Facebook live. Instagram stories is a great place to practice. It's actually so great because they go away in 24 hours and they're little short clips. So you can practice messaging. You can practice lighting. You can just natural light, by the way, is your best friend. Get in front of a window, um, you know, get some diffused light. But so my answer is both. I think if you, if you want to be seen as an authority and a leader, you need to show up as one. And you need to get started because we all start somewhere. I mean, I used to edit my own videos. I use my own lighting. Oh my God, some of my YouTube videos, the lighting is so bad, but you know, I did it anyway. And so I think it's a little bit of both knowing what I know now, I would do things differently, but I think it's important to get started and, um, and look at what you can do to show up more professionally. I love that you said that because one of the reasons why I was stalling was because the window blind behind my desk. Well, I know I could just go to Lowe's and buy a new one. I haven't. And it's this ugly brown. I, (laughs) and I know that's such a silly reason. I could just move the camera, but just just, move the camera. Just these. Yeah. Uh, no more excuses make progress not excuses yes yeah you could also now do all sorts of things you can like actually create like a green screen app Mm -hmm. behind you you can get a 
you know, a, a little backdrop behind you. There's all sorts of things you can do, but the simplest thing is find a different location. You have a house with more than one window. Like, yep. <laughs> go get in front <laughs> I have of a it. backyard. Yeah. There you go. Without, yeah. you know, without the New York City streets. I mean, for you in New York City, by all means, go outside and record on your streets because that's where you are. It's not where I am. So I can't even use that as an excuse. I can just go out into my backyard. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I hope this is just the first of many conversations between this. Listeners, I would love to know what your ahas were. And I'm sure Carrie would love to know as well. So make sure to go over to the show notes page at thecamsutton.com forward slash pp620 and leave your comments below the show notes as well as to find all the links to the places that you can find carrie and to her free gift yes just like everyone else we're all over social so Mm -hmm. (laughs) you will find us there awesome carrie what is your parting piece of advice or a golden nugget that you can share with listeners you know i think just to kind of circle back and wrap it in a bow is to get over your fear of being perfect. I say so much, I think it will be on my tombstone that the P in perfection stands for poison. And it is the one thing that will keep you from building income, creating influence, any impact, is this need to be something that we're never going to be able to be. It's to really embrace all of you all of you, like the good stuff, the bad stuff, because that's what makes you you. And with over 7 billion people in the world, I don't believe in competition. I believe there is enough for all of us. And you are divinely here on this planet. And people need you if you if you have it in in your belly. And if you have a fire within you to share a message, it is because you're supposed to and um, to get started. The only way you get great at anything is in the doing, not the thinking. So stop thinking, stop looking at YouTube videos, stop looking at what everyone else is doing and just start and know that the path will, will show its way when you take the next step. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast. When I'm not podcasting, I'm supporting six to seven figure business coaches with their marketing automation and entrepreneurs like you through my coaching and mastermind programs. I want to invite you to visit thekimsutton.com to learn how I can help you take your business to the next level.